and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Jesus and judges want victory over struggles. Here is the plan you need. In today's story, we have girl power. The book of Judges is full of unlikely leaders. And in this chapter, we have heroines, yes, women, which shows that God can use anyone, even you, if you let him. Let's dig in. We're Judges 4, Deborah, Judge and Deliverer. Now, do you remember the vicious cycle the Israelites were in from yesterday's story? Well, let's review. They get in trouble by worshiping the gods and idols of the local pagans, resulting in oppression and suffering. They call to God. God sends a judge or leader. He or she is victorious. The judge dies. They get into trouble again by worshiping the gods and idols of the local pagans, resulting in oppression and suffering. Well, as our story opens, Israel is again in a time of oppression and suffering. You'll also see our much repeated phrase. If anything at all, please remember this phrase, and it's in the first verse. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. There it is. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Here it is. They get oppressed. They call for help. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kedish in the land of Naphtali. Naphtali, Naphtali, I not sure the right way to say that. I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. She said to him, 
This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied, I will go with you but you will receive no honor in this venture for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. At Kedesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali and 10,000 10, warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Now Heber the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law Hobab, had moved away from the other members of his tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zananim near Kedesh. When Sisera was told that uh, Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all 900 of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched from Haraseth Hagoyim to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariots and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy all the way to Harasheth Hagoyim, killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. Meanwhile, Sisera ran, ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because Heber's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out, uh, went out to meet Sisera and said to him, come into my tent, sir, come in, don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said, I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anybody comes and asks you if there is anyone here, say no. But when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple into the ground. So he died. When Barak came looking for Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and she said, come and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Sisera lying there dead with the tent peg through his temple head. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. Ah, Now, next chapter is a fun one. Many cultures have ballads written about heroes and heroines and of famous battles and victories. Likewise, the Israelites were no different. In Judges 5, we have the Ballad of Deborah. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. 
Israel's leaders took charge and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings, pay attention, you mighty rulers, for I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you set out from Seir and marched across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. The mountains quaked in the presence of the Lord, the God of Mount Sinai, in the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, and in the days of Jael, people avoided the main roads and travelers stayed on winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates. Yet not a shield or spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors in Israel. My heart is with the commanders of Israel, with those who volunteered for war. Praise the Lord. Consider this, you who ride on fine donkeys, you who sit on fancy saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road, listen to the village musicians gathered at the watering holes. They recount the righteous victories of the Lord and the victories of his villagers in Israel. Then the people of the Lord marched down to the city gates. Wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, wake up and sing a song. Arise, Barak, lead your captives away, son of Abinoam. Down from Tabor marched the few against the nobles. The people of the Lord marched down against mighty warriors. They came down from Ephraim, a land that once belonged to the Amalekites. They followed you, Benjamin, with your troops. From Machir, the commanders marched down. From Zebulun came those who carry a commander's staff. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah and Barak. They followed Barak, rushing into the valley, but in the tribe of Reuben, there was great indecision. Gilead remained east of the Jordan, and why did Dan stay home? Asher sat unmoved at the seashore, remaining in his harbors, but Zebulun risked his life as did Naphtali on the heights of the battlefield. The kings of Canaan came and fought, and, fought, and Tanak near Me, um, Megiddo's springs, but they carried off no silver treasures. The stars fought from heaven, the stars in their orbits fought against Sisera. The Kishon River swept them away, the ancient torrent, the Kishon. March on with courage, my soul. Then the horse's hooves hammered the ground, the galloping, galloping of Sisera's mighty steeds. Let the people of Miraz be cursed, said the angel of the Lord. Let them be utterly cursed because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty warriors. Most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. May she be blessed above all women who live in tents. Sisera asked for water and she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him yogurt. Then with her left hand, she reached for a tent peg and with her right hand for the workman's hammer. She struck Sisera with the hammer, crushing his head with a shattering blow. She pierced his temple. He sank and fell. He lay still at her feet, and where he sank, there he died. From the window, Sisera's mother looked out. Through the window, she watched for his return, saying, Why is his char chariot so long in coming? Why don't we hear the sound of chariot's wheels? Her wise women answer as she repeats this words to herself. 
They must be dividing the captured plunder with a woman or two for every man. There will be colorful robes for Cicero and colorful embroidered robes for me. Yes, the plunder will include colorful robes embroidered on both sides. Lord, may all your enemies die like Cicero, but may those who love you rise like the sun in all its power. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years. <sighs> that was fun. Our battles belong to the Lord. Here we have victory in the hands of a middle-aged seasoned woman whom God used to win the battle. Let's take a look at what worked in this story. Deborah had resolve that came from the heart of God. She had a connection to God. She had God-given skillful leadership traits, a quick and humble response. She was not corrupted by success or influence. And she had high-spirited insight and character. Deborah knew that through her presence, though her presence was essential, she could not do it all herself. She needed a team who respected each other. Enter Barak and Jael. Barak was a man of faith who knew to turn and trust God's guidance and wisdom in the leadership of the battle. Now, how do you develop such insight and character? Well, Paul tells us in the book of Romans, Romans 5, starting verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. God's timing is always perfect. We'll see this as we continue our journey through the Old Testament, and it's very obvious in the New Testament. I mean, how many times did Jesus say, my time has not yet come? When his time did come, he won the greatest battle ever. He defeated both sin and death on the cross. He took our sins away forever, and three days later, he rose from the dead. Today's battles. Currently, we are fighting the battle against the three A's, or I call it three A's. We talked about them yesterday. Apathy, apostasy, and anarchy. We are losing our freedom to worship. In Canada, they are arresting pastors. If you click on over to my blog, you can watch a video. I have a, I have a link in there. I have to warn you, it's, it's, very, it's heartbreaking because they're arresting this pastor just because he helped church out in an open in, in an open field in front of his kids they're arresting him all over the world christians are being persecuted just because they are christians check out the uh, organization voice of the martyrs um they have an app um too that's free and you can download and you can pray for each of these people all over the world that are being persecuted well how do you fight the three a's how do you fight apathy? By caring, 
feeling passionate about any true injustice and then doing something about it. I pray to the Lord to break my heart for what breaks yours. Whatever breaks the heart of God should break your heart. Apostasy. How do we how do how do we fight that? Well, by reading the Bible and getting to know how God feels about things and obeying his commands. And by attending a church, getting plugged in, a church that teaches the true gospel. Anarchy. How do we combat that? By electing strong, Bible-believing, God-fearing, bold people with integrity and good morals to all government offices. Integrity, that's what's missing from a lot of these government offices. And we need to seek God first. We read in Psalm 62, 1, I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. Where you won't find victory, you won't, will not find victory in astrology or the occult, in Mary, the saints or priests, in anything new agey like crystals or yoga, in gods or idols, in anything woke. Oh, I hate that word. You find victory over life's battles only through Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Jesus and watch him work wonders. How do you do that? You believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. How do you do that? Just invite Jesus into your heart and he'll give you the gift of confident hope and eternal life. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there is a prayer in the show notes or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And also at the bottom of my blog, I've got two songs. One is a modern one by Lauren Daigle first seek him first and then the other one is onward christian soldiers which is a classic hymn but it is so pertinent for today soli deo gloria to god alone be the glory thank you for listening to this episode i pray that the holy spirit the author of scripture touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. 
Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.